wrapping up the uh, legislative year for Michigan House with our state representative, Andrew Fink, on the line with us, which also kind of wraps up your, your first uh, two-year term in the, in the House. Does it seem like it's flown by so quickly with those uh, first two years? Hi, Ken. Good morning. Thanks for having me on, and Merry Christmas to you and everybody listening. I would say that it does feel that like it flew by um, in some ways, and it feels like it's taken forever in others. I think it's kind of like a lot of big experiences like that, where on the one hand, it seems like I just got there, and on the other hand, it seems like I've been there forever. Yeah. As you look back on 2022 specifically, I guess, then, are there some moments that uh, maybe or things that you're most proud of that the, the legislature actually got accomplished or, or that you were able to be a part of? Yeah, so actually, I think I had, I think I had six bills become law in this past year, and you know, they ranged across a number of uh, of different topics, um, from election integrity to cleaning up our uh, our uh, child abuse lists and things like that. So it, it it was there was a lot that happened this year that I had a had a chance to be involved in, but there's actually probably uh, a more interesting answer in that. A bill that I'm expecting to be signed by Governor Whitmer uh, any day is Senate Bill 183, and uh, so it's the Senate bill. It's not my bill. I think it was introduced by Senator uh, McDonald from Macomb County. Uh, but during the last few days, not that much got done in, in lame duck. But I was able to offer an amendment to include uh, some language to allow Michigan hospitals to be designated uh, for federal purposes as rural emergency hospitals. Um, I was able to offer that amendment to that bill, and so uh, soon I believe that bill will be signed. And when it does, then it won't be my bill that that uh, that the governor is signing, but it will be kind of my legislation. Cause I, I think we had already talked about this. I had introduced the bill on rural emergency hospitals in I think September, and uh, you know the effect of that law will, will be that Michigan hospitals will will be able to decertify their um, their inpatient beds and become essentially emergency-only hospitals. And that's not what any of us really want for our community hospitals. But if there comes to a, if there comes a point in one of our communities, as there has in uh, Sturgis and maybe uh, one other community in Michigan, where the, the full-service hospital is just no longer a going concern, uh, then this legislation will allow the, the citizens in that area to still have access to emergency services. And uh, the it's kind of unfortunate that government action is needed for the hospital to make that adjustment, but under the circumstances we're in, uh, that's that's one of the pieces of legislation I think is, is most important that I've had the chance to, to directly work on, so I'm excited about that one. Well, in the case of Sturgis, obviously, if they this didn't happen, obviously they got a loan from the city for this to, to keep them going for the short term, but if it, something like this doesn't happen, they might just close the doors. Yeah, the state actually appropriated, I think, $11 million to them last year as well. That's just not a, that's not a viable plan. You're exactly right. They really don't have another uh, plan to be open uh, after the first of the year other than to, to redesignate as a rural emergency hospital. So this is, this is all that's standing between the complete closure of that hospital and denial of all local services, including emergency, um, uh, and, uh, and having a chance. And, you know, emergency services, it's not the, it, they're not the most uh, important services in some senses in that they, they, you know, they only do the most immediate care. But then again, when you need it, that's what you need the most. So having that available in a community, and, and the hospitals will all still have to maintain relationships with Level 2 um, and Level 1 trauma centers. So it's not as though uh, they're going to just kind of put, put a Band-Aid on it and send you home. Uh, it, it's going to be the first step of care for somebody with a more serious injury. 
Uh, but it, but the, just having that available in our communities, obviously, is really important. So from a, from a rural Michigan perspective, I, I'm really proud of that one. Were there some things not done that uh, you had hoped would have gotten done in this, this last legislative year? Yeah, there are. Um, you know, some of them actually relate back to the beginning of, of my term. Um, uh, I've been working on housing issues. I know we've talked about that, and, uh, and that's something that I'm going to carry forward into the next term. Um, you know, my, my vision for Michigan is that we have abundant housing, the same way we have, you know, if you go to the grocery store, abundant, you know, bread. Uh, I'd, like, I'd like every family to be able to find a place that fits them in Michigan. Right now, our housing stock just is not, it's not uh, doing that. Uh, so I'd like to continue to work on that. And, we, you know, we had some ethics reforms introduced in, uh, in the beginning of 2021, and I had the lead, package, the lead bill in that package uh, to institute a permanent ethics committee in the legislature, in each house of the legislature. And the Prop 1 that the voters passed uh, uh, last month, it will require uh, some financial disclosure uh, from, from members, but it, doesn't, it does not go any further than that and, uh, and, and kind of beef up the apparatus of ethics within the legislature, uh, the way our National Congress has done and, and some other states. So that's another issue that I'd like to pick back up. Uh, that we kind of got started on and, and we're not able to, to get it across the finish line. There's some interchamber disagreements about it. So I'm, I'm optimistic in the next term that, uh, that we'll be able to prioritize some ethics reforms. All right, great stuff. Thanks for checking in all year long with us. Uh, we'll uh, reset the schedule and check back in in January with you as the, uh, the legislature for the 2023 term gets underway. And, and your district name actually changes from 58th to, uh, to 35th, right? Is that what it is? Yep, you got it. Yep, you got it. Yep. All right. And so the business cards all change and the letterhead and everything else, right? Yes, but I'm saving the old stuff for my kids so they can drop pictures on it. Yes. There you go. Andrew, have a very Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you and the family, and we'll talk uh, in 2023, all right? Merry Christmas, Ken. See ya. That is the current 58th District State Representative Andrew Fink with us this morning.